welcome to the Modern Day P31 Woman Podcast with your host, Crystal Ngamezi. Hey, girl. I feel like I have been gone for so long. I feel like it's been a, like a very long time since I have gotten on the mic for this podcast show. I am so excited to like be back and be actually on the microphone. Thank you to... Um, our listeners are like loyal listeners where I can be gone for like a month or longer doing God's work and we'll drop an episode and you will still listen. I'm, I'm thankful for you all. You all really are the reason why I keep getting on. Like I love talking about God. I love talking about scripture. I love sharing what God gives me in our times of just living life together And so I'm just very excited to be back. And, you know, I have a lot to talk about, but I'm going to stay on focus for this episode. So if you are new here, welcome. I'm so excited to have you a part of our P31 community, our growing P31 community. When I started the Proverbs 31 Women's Organization, I had a very limited vision and idea as we often do when we start and you know walk in the things that God is calling us to produce and I I mean I'm continuously learning you know the expansion of this vision through P31 which was an idea that that God gave me in what 2015 you know that I started in 2016 so I'm just very thankful to you know to be preaching and teaching um, through this organization. So today is going to be a very interesting podcast episode. I'm very passionate about it. I'm passionate about like everything I talk about on this podcast show, but I'm very passionate about what we're going to be talking about today because I see it so prevalent in our culture. And when I say our culture, I mean I'm in the U.S. I am Nigerian, but I was born and raised in America. So culturally, I'm Nigerian, but from experience, I'm Nigerian-American. And having roots, you know, from Africa and, and, and from African descent and understanding spiritually what takes place on that continent and also reading the Bible and, you know, just understanding history when it comes to what Eastern cultures practice. There is a lot of Eastern culture that has been adopted by Western society. And I want to talk about new age practices and this new age doctrine that is so prevalent in our society today. So before we get into the scripture reading for today's podcast episode, because if you're a returning listener, you know how we do here. I start every episode with the scripture, our anchor verse. Um, there have been a few things that I have seen in the world and, you know, in this generation that have, you know, bothered me for some time now. And I've been wanting to create a podcast episode that centers around new age practices, new age doctrine, which really is just like witchcraft and idolatry masked. And I just, I wanted to make sure that in my mind, I wanted to make sure that I had done enough research on these topics before presenting it to you. But then God really started like 
challenging me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm someone who's very big on being disciplined in like Christian dis like disciplines, like reading your Bible. And that's because that's what God taught me early on when I received the Holy Ghost. He was very intentional about you know, uh, making sure that I became disciplined in reading the word so I wouldn't be an ignorant Christian. And what brought this episode to light to make me actually produce it for you today was I had a young, a young girl, um, like probably in her early 20s, I think she reached out to me on Instagram. And I am, first of all, I am so like thankful when you girls reach out to me on Instagram. Like, I hope that I'm welcoming enough for you to feel comfortable to reach out to me, whether you're asking me questions or just, you know, chiming in or what have you. But she reached out to me and she asked me a question. She was like, hey, um, you know, I just wanted to know our angel numbers from God. And what I loved about her reaching out to me was that her question was very honest. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't in a way that was like prideful or arrogant or like trying to provoke me because sometimes there are people who don't have the spirit of God and they'll try to provoke you to anger. But this young lady, I could tell that she really was just curious. And I'm someone who's very curious with God all the time. And, it's, and I believe it's because of my curiosity that God continues to give me information. And so I appreciated her honesty and her humility for even asking me that question because most people, they won't ask. <laughs> They'll just see something. And if it sounds good to the ear and if it feels good to their flesh, they'll believe it and they'll receive it as truth. And we live in a time and a society and a generation where that is the norm. Whatever we see on Instagram, whatever we hear someone talking about, if it sounds good, we'll believe it. When the Bible clearly states to us as believers that we should test every spirit. Why should we test every spirit? Because there will be spirits that will mask themselves as the truth when they really are a lie. And the anchor verse for today's podcast episode comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. And it says, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. Now, I want to make sure that you understand the context of the scripture. Jews represent God's chosen people, right? These were the group of people that Jesus was on came on an assignment to, to speak to and to deliver. And Greeks represent Gentiles, those who are not born Jew, right? We know that Jesus came for both the Jew and the Gentile, but that God had a specific assignment for his called out chosen people. And so this passage is so interesting to me because God gave it to me before this young girl reached out to me. There, okay. I won't get too deep into my business, but me and God, you know what I'm saying? Every now and then be kind of contending with some of my limiting beliefs, right? As you go through life, whether you're a believer or not, you will constantly find that you will come up against limiting beliefs, like ideologies and paradigms and stories you tell yourself that limit you and in this walk of faith that I am on, that we all are called to, God will continuously take you higher. He'll take you from level to level. And that means that you will have limiting beliefs that you will have to 
encounter and enter into conflict with. And so me and God were, you know what I'm saying, talking and stuff about some stuff. <laughs> and sometimes when you're a curious person like myself, you can sometimes kind of get caught up in just wanting to know. Like I'm, I was like that child who was very curious and I always wanted to know why. Like the reason why I went into engineering as my degree of choice was because I was curious. I wanted to know how things are made. Like, why do things function the way that they function? I was just being curious. And so in my conversations with God about a certain topic that he's been dealing with me on, I was so caught up in wanting to know why that I was missing the opportunity to just have faith in God, right? And so the line about in the scripture I just read of Greeks look for wisdom, which really can be interpreted as Gentiles look for wisdom. God put that scripture in my head when we were when we were having this kind of like internal debate. And I was like, dang, like, man, I am act, acting like a Gentile right now. Instead of me receiving the truth that you're giving me, God, which requires faith, I'm over here looking for wisdom. And Jews demand signs. Like when you read the book of Revelation and when you read the book of Matthew, which I encourage you to do if you're a believer, those two books are very important to really understand the times we're living in. You'll gain a lot of insight by reading Matthew and Revelation specifically. You will see that Jesus talks about this time where lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold, and many false prophets will rise. Why is this important to state and to know? Because false prophets will rise in a way that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, and if you don't have a discipline of reading your Bible, and if you don't have a discipline of testing every spirit, you may become tricked into believing things that aren't true. And I won't get too, too, too deep into new age, but I will call out some things that I have seen too much and that I have seen people who call themselves believers accepting. And even, I think it's in Revelation or in Matthew. I don't know. When you read the book of Matthew, read specifically Matthew chapter 24. Um, but either in that chapter of Matthew or in Revelation, um, Jesus talks about how even some of the elect will be led astray and the elect referencing like believers, those who are called out, right? Even some of them will fall victim to believing a lie. And so in this time where we have so many false prophets, people who seem like they have signs and wonders, people who seem like they have wisdom, but they are being influenced by demonic spirits. If you are not practicing your Christian disciplines, you will be one of those believers who becomes led astray. Now, this young lady who reached out to me, she's someone who I believe maybe a, maybe a new believer. I know she told me that she was, you know, just starting to read her Bible and things like that. Um, but she's the reason why this podcast episode exists. So if you're listening, sweetheart, thank you so much for your obedience. You may not have realized that you were walking in the spirit when you reached out to me, but you were. And I'm so thankful for you being humble enough to just ask a question. And so let's dive into angel numbers, burning sage, and the evil eye. 
Okay, so let's start first with angel numbers. Now, why are angel numbers not from God? There is a scripture that I want to read for you. Now, if you go to our website, p31women.org, you will see our blog where all of the scriptures that I reference in this podcast episode will be listed for you along with just a text version of this episode. So you are free to go read our blog and then definitely join our community through our email list. But this scripture is found in Luke chapter one, verse 26 through 38. I believe this is a paraphrase, but it says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, why is this scripture important? for the context of talking about angel numbers. One, because you will see angels referenced in the Bible in two different ways. The first way you will see angels referenced is the typical way that you should see angels referenced in scripture, and that is as messengers of God's word. This is extremely important. It's important for you to understand the things that God created and their nature. God created angels to be messengers, to be sent, to deliver messages, to affirm messages. You'll even see angels fighting on behalf of God's people. You'll see this in Daniel and in other books of you know different prophets. You will also see angels referenced in the beginning, um, in Genesis, and also in the book of Luke, you will find a statement that Jesus says when he says, I saw um, I think it's, I think it says I saw Satan fall like lightning. And it's important to understand that Satan was an angel. He was an angel created to lead worship and he chose to pervert what God created. And the consequences of that was him falling and being banished to a place. And so what the devil likes to do, and it wasn't just him, it was about a third of the angels that fell with him. And they fell because of disobedience. They were acting outside of their created nature. And so what you will see Satan do is what he started doing in the beginning. He takes what God creates and he perverts it. This is very, very, very important. It's important for you as a believer to understand the works in the hand of Satan so that when he manipulates things in front of you, you question it. Anytime the devil comes for me and he tries me, um, I learned this from a pastor that God called me to, I ask why? What are you trying to distract me from? Or what are you trying to get me to say yes or no to? Like often it's important to know why the enemy comes. Like he comes at opportune times. You'll see this in scripture where it says, you know, um, you'll find this with Jesus in the wilderness being tempted by Satan. It says that Satan left to come at a more opportune time. So what does this communicate to us as believers that the devil will come to you to tempt you, to provoke you at opportune times? times, times when maybe God has a blessing for you on the other side, a time where maybe you have just been edified by the word, whether through reading your Bible, through fasting, through listening to a preacher or a sermon, and the devil will come to snatch that word. He's very strategic about when he comes. And so the reason why angel numbers are not of God is because they're not found in scripture. You will not find angel numbers 
anywhere in scripture from Genesis to Revelation. They are nowhere in scripture. So whenever you are hearing people talk about things, whether it's on Instagram or through podcasts or through YouTube or in your family, like go to the word, like really ask God, like, is this from you? God, can you show me where this is in scripture? Even ask the people who you're listening to, where is that in scripture? Because if you are a Christian, you should be following the word of God. And where will you find the word of God in the Bible? When I received the Holy Spirit and I started hearing God's voice, he started giving me scriptures. The Holy Spirit will confirm what is in the Bible. Jesus would say things like, the Holy Spirit that I'm bringing will like confirm that I am who I say I am. Like the Holy Spirit confirms that Jesus is real. Jesus confirms that God is real. God confirms that he sent Jesus. God confirms that he sent the Holy Spirit. All of these things work together. God will never go against his own word. So if something is practiced by people, by others, just because it may be popular doesn't mean that it's for you. And so just because something has angel in it or it has God in it, or even there are companies that have Christian in it that are demonic. <laughs> uh, I talked about an app for like Christian singles and God was like, I am not in that. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally had a, this is a little bit off topic, but it, it just affirms how the devil is crafty. I had a Christian publishing company reach out to me. Now they're not actually Christian, but they have Christian in their name. And when you practice testing spirits and God puts you through like really intense spiritual warfare, you will like pretty instinctively know when something is not of God. And so when they reached out to me, I was like, yeah, let me look y'all up, <laughs> which I do because you know, when, when you're online and people reach out to you often, you have to make that a practice. Don't just take what people give you as truth. Look it up, do your research, right? So I looked them up and I found on, I think it's called the Better Business Bureau, like complaints about them taking people's money. And what, just from my research, I researched publishing companies before because of the line of work that I do and I understand how they work. And so anyone reaching out to you, asking for money, especially when it comes to publishing, I already knew it was off, right? So there was a spiritual discernment there that led me to do further research. And then because of my background and just looking things up, right, being disciplined, I was able to further confirm that that wasn't, it wasn't from God. And so it's important to, to know that fact, just because something has angel in it or God in it or Christian in it or even Jesus in it doesn't mean it's from God. And you don't want to be the kind of believer that gets tripped up over stuff like that because you have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit should communicate to you what's from God and what's not because that is his function. The Holy Spirit is called a helper. He is literally here to help us walk out our assignments. He's here to help equip us. He's here to help us accomplish the will and the way of God for our lives. So it's very important for you as a believer to rely very heavily on the Holy Spirit. I feel like we live in a time where people don't talk about the Holy Spirit anymore. They talk about God, Jesus, the Bible, but they miss the Holy Spirit when Jesus literally had to leave to send the Holy Spirit. Pentecost is about the Holy Spirit falling. The last day started when the Holy Spirit fell. 
it's important for you as a believer to have the Holy Spirit. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, you will not be able to discern other spirits. Now let's get into the evil eye. Now, this is a symbol that I have seen all over Instagram. When I tell you, I've seen this on Instagram, I've seen it in fashion, I've seen it in magazines, I've seen it on TV, I've seen it in commercials. Child, I didn't seen this dang symbol everywhere. And let me, let me, let me tell you a few things about the evil eye. Now, in many cultures, the evil eye is believed to be a curse put on someone unaware. In new age practices here in the U.S., and if you're listening from another country outside of the U.S., you know, I I don't know what it may be in your country, but I'm pretty sure there is something the devil has crafted up that is actually drenched in witchcraft and idolatry. And the evil eye is one of those things. Many believe that the symbol of the evil eye wards off demons and unclean spirits, which is like the belief here in the U.S., but in like other countries, they believe the complete opposite. And so this is another area where having the Holy Spirit is important and it's relevant to practice testing every spirit, not just because it's literally a command for us as believers in the Bible, but because for some people, this will literally be a matter of life and death. When you look on on YouTube, right? Um, and I have this on the blog post, look up like testimonials from people who practice new age. Like a long time ago, I looked this stuff up because I just kept seeing it everywhere. And I was like, new age, new age, what is that? So I looked it up and I saw so many testimonies of people who were practicing this stuff heavy. A lot of this stuff comes from like Eastern culture and it's drenched in witchcraft and idolatry. And typically the people who kind of fall into new age they're just unaware, you know, they just don't know. It's presented in Western society as this like new thing that is like from God and it's not, it's literally pure witchcraft. It's literally pure idolatry. And the stories I heard from people and their testimonies, it just my heart went out to them because they really just didn't know. They didn't know what they were yoking their souls to. There are people who make verbal contractual agreements without knowledge. You literally don't know that you're binding your soul to a spirit that is demonic. And new age is one of those doctrines that makes you do that. And, and even like sometimes with like yoga sometimes um why certain people are like oh that's demonic is because sometimes the chanting that is being uttered when you don't have understanding about where that chanting comes from you may be speaking utterances that are echoing in demonic influence without your knowledge this is why it's important for you to do your research we have been blessed in this time with the internet when you look things up on the internet, check the source. Now, I'm a little older. I'm from the 90s, right? I, I'm a product of the 90s. When I was in school, I sound old. When I was in school, they taught us, whenever you look things up and do research, you check the source. Check the source, right? 
check the source. Is it biased? Is it an unbiased source? If you're looking up new age stuff, don't look on a new age website because they're going to be biased towards that doctrine. Like look at different sources. That way you can get the most information. Then again, the ultimate source is the Holy Spirit. The ultimate source to understand and know what's from God and what's not from God is the Holy Spirit. And again, you should be reading your Bibles. Like make that a discipline. I, I had a young lady tell me like, man, I don't have that desire to read the Bible. And before I fully converted to Christianity and really submitted to making Jesus my Lord and Savior, um, most people submit to Jesus as Savior, but not as Lord. There's a reason why those two titles are separate. The word and is like a conjunction word. It means it's bringing two things together. That means they're separate. Savior, understanding that he saves us from sin, from the power of sin. And he also saves us from the wrath of God. Like people forget that part. Like you're not just being saved from the power of sin. You're being saved from God's wrath. And lordship is about the Lord being your master. The Lord being the one who directs your path. He tells you what to do and you obey him. Now, I know in Western culture, because of slavery, the term master has a very negative connotation, but in its in, in its integrity and in its original origin, mastership just meaning like, I give you a command or I lead you, I guide you. And we know that God, Jesus is the good shepherd and God is a good father. So anything that God leads you to do or commands you to do is for your best interest. It's for your good. He's not leading you into danger, right? And so when God calls out certain things in scripture, we tend to think that it's like optional. Like, oh, you know, if I live life without doing it, I'll be fine. No, a lot of things in scripture are not like optional. They're commands. That means this is what I'm telling you to do. And so as my follower, you should be following in my footsteps and you should be following my word. That is very, very, very important, right? And so before I understood that, I didn't I didn't have people breaking stuff down to me the way that I tried to do on this podcast. That's why I created this podcast is to really teach, right? It may not have you jumping up and shouting, but like this generation needs like wisdom, like Bible teaching. And so before I fully accepted that role as really being a follower by accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and my savior. I didn't have a desire to read the Bible either. I had a Bible. I didn't read it. Right. So if you're someone who's like, man, I don't have a desire to read the Bible. Um, I would really start questioning that. Like, where did that come from? Have you truly accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your savior? Is the way I'm interpreting lordship something that you actually haven't done and haven't confessed and therefore you haven't like fully converted into Christianity? You know of Jesus, you know of God, you hear about him, but you don't actually hear God's voice. You don't actually have the Holy Spirit communicating to you. I think it's important to like understand that because because I came from like a religious background where I didn't see like people talking about the Holy Spirit. I didn't see acts of the Holy Spirit. I didn't really know about this stuff until I was converted. <laughs> and my conversion story is a little different. It didn't happen in church. Um, I was in a very broken place. I was very um, depressed and suicidal. And I had yoked myself 
to a lot of like demonic spirits without knowing. So this topic is very, very important to me because it's something that's been experienced. I've lived through what it's like to be connected to demonic spirits without knowing it by connecting myself to people who had demonic spirits and I didn't understand what I was doing with my body or the things that I was confessing with my mouth. Oftentimes, that's where the devil lives. He lives in darkness. Darkness meaning ignorance, meaning unawareness. And so it's very important for us as believers to ask questions. Ask questions. Don't just take what people say. I always say like, go to God with what I say. I'm very confident in, in what I do because God has gave me authority to do so. He has literally trained me up to do what I'm doing, to teach and to preach his word, right? And I am empowered by the Holy Spirit to do so. I'm not doing this in my own, you know, volition, just in my own flesh. Like I am empowered by the Holy Spirit to, to convey to you the messages he wants me to convey to you in this time. And so if you're someone who is like, man, I don't have a desire to read the Bible, I would really like start asking questions like, why don't you have a desire? Have you made Jesus Christ your Lord and your savior? Do you really understand what that means? Because if you're living a lifestyle where you don't obey God's word, I would start trying to understand why. You understand what I'm saying? Um, that was one of the first things that God started doing with me when I received the Holy Spirit was getting me in his Bible. And he gave me a desire for it because for me, it's like relationship. It's not a religious practice. It's relationship. I get to learn more about God when I read his word. It's like reading his diary, you know, and, and the Bible talks about this. When you have the Holy Spirit, it illuminates the words you're reading. It's not just words. It is like decoding in the spirit. You're being awakened to things that you can't actually perceive with the natural eye. The Bible literally says if you don't have the Holy Spirit reading it, you're not going to understand what it's saying. So if you're someone who's trying to read the Bible without the Holy Spirit, you're not even going to understand the depths and the real truth behind the words you're reading. So I would really pray to God for a desire and a heart to want to read his words. Like these aren't just words that man put together because it sounded good. The Bible says that scripture is God breathed. That means these words are from God. Everything in the Bible is there because God wanted it to be there. So in order to really strengthen your relationship with God, you need to be reading your Bible. It's not optional as a believer, as a Christian, reading your Bible is not optional. And we have too many people who call themselves believers who don't read their Bible. And if you're one of those people, I don't want you to feel like um, condemned, but you should feel convicted. And there's a difference. Conviction is meant to bring you up to the rightful place where you belong. If you are a believer, you belong in your rightful place where you are in relationship and connection to God. You should have the Holy Spirit. You should be led by God's word. You should be walking in God's anointing. That is what conviction does for the believer. If you feel condemned, you have to really question where that's coming from. You understand the enemy condemns, God convicts. And so if you're one of those people who's like, man, that's me. I struggle with reading the Bible. That is 
the devil's work to get you to be an ignorant believer who can be easily misled and led astray by, by things like the evil eye and new age doctrine. And that's not God's desire for you. And that's not my desire for you. God is desiring a people on this earth who know his word forwards and backwards. God desires for you to know him. And the best way to get to know God is through reading his word. So thanks to your downloads, we've opened up our listener support feature, which allows listeners of the Modern Day P31 Woman podcast to support us through a small monthly subscription. Partner with us as we continue to spread the gospel to modern day P31 women around the world. Click the link in our show notes to support. Last but not least, let's talk about burning sage. Now, burning sage is another like Eastern um, cultural thing that has been picked up here in like Western society. And the belief is that if you burn sage in your house, it wards off evil spirits. Now you will see a commonality between the language that I'm using. People believe burning sage wards off evil spirits and it protects them. People believe that angel numbers are leading and guiding them. People believe that the evil eye wards off evil spirits. Pay attention to things like that. Like the Holy Spirit does that. God does that. And you will see several scriptures in the Bible. I'm going to read a few. You'll find the rest of the scriptures on our blog on p31women.org. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. God will do that. Not an evil eye, not burning sage, not angel numbers. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Again, who's protecting you? God. Who's leading you? God. Isaiah 41 and 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God will do these things, not burning sage, not angel numbers, not an evil eye, not anything else that the devil has crafted up to make you believe that anything but God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit is going to be protecting you from demonic spirits or guiding your life. Psalm 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Do you see the importance of reading scripture? the importance of reading your word. These are just a few scriptures that I picked up from the Bible that speak to God being our protector, God being our shield, God being the one who leads and guides us. As a believer, right? These things are very important for you to know so that when the devil comes to you trying to present anything or anyone to you to take the place of God, you know right away that that's idolatry. That's what idolatry is. Idolatry is placing anyone or anything in God's seat. God is sovereign. God is God. The Bible literally, literally says, anyone who comes to me must first know that I am. I am God. Before you even come to me and ask me for anything, you need to know who I am. 
And how do you get to know who God is? Through reading his word, through doing life with him, through being obedient. When I've heard people say things like, I don't know God's voice. How do you know God's voice? You practice understanding and hearing God's voice. One, you have the Holy Spirit, right? Through making a confession, believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. That's the first step, right? Baptism is an outward expression of what should take place spiritually when you truly believe in your heart and make the confession out of your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You should receive a spiritual baptism and then God will lead and direct you to receive a physical baptism. Before I was physically baptized, I had been baptized by the Holy Spirit. And you know what God told me to do? He told me to go get physically baptized. So if you're somebody who believes that you don't have to be baptized, that's God's order. That's that's God's order. And we live in a generation that is so rebellious that it chooses to just go off order. God said to do it, but I ain't going to do it because they ain't do it. Anybody else tell me to do it? No, God said to do it. If God is is you is the one who's leading and guiding you, like you should be doing what he says, right? That's order. God is about order. And if Jesus was baptized and you follow Jesus, why would you not follow what Jesus did, right? These are the kind of things I want you to process and think about, right? I'm not beating you up if you're one of those people, but I want you to like understand the mentality it requires to have as a believer in this generation. You literally need to be led by the spirit because there are so many things that are out there to manipulate and to trick others, to trick you to believing in things that are not true. And so making that confession, being baptized spiritually, being baptized physically, um, it's important for you to be in an environment, in a community, like a church of other believers. And you know, I know people don't really think they got to go to church or they got to be a part of a church, but it's very important for you to be a part of a church. Before God called me to have a ministry, I was serving in ministries. I still receive from the pastor that God told me to, to be underneath in 20, what was that, 2018? You know what I'm saying? Like every church I've been to, God told me to go there. Every church I served at, God told me to serve there. Every pastor I listen to, God tells me if I should listen to them. I don't listen to people that God didn't tell me to listen to. Because not every, you know, if they're a true shepherd, not every shepherd's house is for you. It doesn't mean that God won't have a word for you, but we live in a generation where people just pick up words on the side of the street. You just watch random Instagram clips, random YouTube clips. God didn't assign that pastor to you. God didn't assign that pastor to speak into your life because you're in a certain season that requires a messenger that God has sent you. So it's important for you to like actually build a relationship with God, you know, and it can be really hard trying to teach things like this sometimes because it, if you're like really new to it, it may come off as religious, but it's not. When I converted I had grew up in religion, so I heard a lot about Jesus and I had experienced times when the Holy Spirit was on me, but I didn't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. And that's the difference. There are some of you who are hearing this, who you've experienced those times when you felt the Holy Spirit on you, 
but it's now time for you to step into and enter into the place where the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. That is the difference. That makes the difference. When I was attached to demonic spirits, both from my rebellious living and lifestyle and from my lineage, when I was delivered, I received the Holy Spirit. I received the Holy Ghost. I received an impartation of prophecy. I started hearing God's voice very clearly and he was leading me to scripture. And as I was obedient in reading his word, as I was obedient and actually doing the things in my real life that his word was telling me to do, my ear started to be sharpened to hearing his voice. If you're someone who's struggling to hear God's voice and you are a believer, you've made a confession, you, you've received the Holy Spirit, you've been baptized, you're in a church community, I would fast. And when I say fast, I mean the kind of fasting that was done in the Bible, fast from food. When I fasted for things, there were times when God told me to fast and there were times where I made a decision to fast because I wanted certain things to happen spiritually. And I fasted from food. Now, fasting from like things like social media or TV, like that's cool to practice like, being disciplined, but spiritual stuff you want to happen, like break off of you, like stuff that's been in your family for generations, you need to fast from food. You need to weaken your flesh and read the Bible and pray while you're fasting so that your spirit man can be built up. That's the purposes of fasting is to weaken your flesh so that the spirit of God in you can be strengthened while you're reading your Bible and praying in communication to God. Prayer is just communication with God. It's not reciting words. Like if you're new and reciting words helps to start off your relationship with God, that's cool. But like prayer is about relationship with God. Like when I, when I talk to people like in mentorship, like I'm very like honest and I'm like, I talk to God all day, every day. And he talks to me all day, every day. Like we talk to each other all day, every day. Like, it's like, he's like physically here with me. Like God is not like somebody I talk to on Sunday morning for an hour during worship. Like I live with him. I'm yoked to him. Like we're in relationship. Like we do life together. Everything that I do is because of God. He literally I tell people this all the time and they look at me crazy like, girl, what? They laugh at me. I'm like, God picks out my outfits. He helps me style my hair. He tells me what things to buy, what things not to buy. He tells me who to talk to, who not to talk to. Like he, he talks to me all day, every day. I talk to him all day, every day. I enjoy his presence is what I'm trying to say. I enjoy being in relationship with God. Being in relationship with God is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I am someone who has been in relationship with a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And so if you're one of those people, man, who really has been struggling with whether it's like new age doctrine, or maybe it's just like relationships with the wrong kind of people. Maybe there is a generational stronghold that God has called you to break off of your lineage through being obedient. I'm hoping and praying this message helps you because it's been on my heart for a long time. This young lady reaching out to me was like God's way of saying, hey, Crystal, go make that episode. Go write that blog post because there are women who I have assigned to you who need to hear you, who need to hear this, who need to hear my messages through you, who need to hear my words. 
And everything I have said in this podcast, you can go find in scripture. And I encourage you to do so. That is my job and my duty as a messenger of Christ is to help women like learn how to read their Bibles, like practice reading your Bible, practice testing every spirit. Like for some of you, this may be confirmation. And for others of you who are maybe new, it may be something new that you haven't really looked into and you have an opportunity to look into it. So I encourage you to do so. Go to our um, website p31women.org, read the blog post, and you'll see all the scriptures I listed. Like you can bookmark these scriptures on the Bible app. That's what I like to do. I'll, if I'm listening to a sermon from a preacher God called me to listen to, I'll bookmark the, the scriptures he's talking about or she's talking about, and I'll go reference it back later. Like, don't just make it a practice to hear the word. You can find this in James. Like, don't be just a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word as well, because it's in you actually obeying what God told you, actually doing what the messenger that God sent to you told you to do, that's going to make the difference. The way to make sure and ensure the enemy doesn't snatch this word, doesn't snatch the words of God that God gives to you through messengers and through people is to practice it, is to rehearse it. It's to actually do what it says. I, the last podcast episode God told me to put on here was about warfare over your seed. And a lot of messages I've been hearing from pastors lately has been about God's word and his seed. God wants us to gain this understanding because it is relevant for the times and the seasons that we are in. If you are a Christian and you are not reading your Bible and you are not doing what it says, you are going to fall victim to being led astray. It may be new age today. It may be evil eyes and angel numbers and burning sage today and tomorrow or the next five years, or the next 10 years, it'll be something else. It's not about the thing. It's about the, the practice of idolatry. It's about the practice of witchcraft. The Bible literally says that disobedience, rebellion is as witchcraft. You are subjecting yourself to the enemy's will when you do not obey God. We tend to think that there's a gray area with God and there's not. In the book of Revelation, you will find that God says, I rather you be hot or cold. For if you are lukewarm, I will chew you up and spit you out of my mouth. That's in the Bible, bro. God is like, don't be lukewarm with me. There is no gray area. Gray area is a myth. Gray area is the devil. That is the darkness that the enemy lives in that he drags people into who are not willing to be obedient to God's word, to God's will, and to God's way. God is calling all of us to a higher level of obedience and disciplines. And reading your Bible is one of them. Testing every spirit is another thing. Having a discernment, a discerning of spirits is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And every gift that we receive from God is meant to be stewarded. You should be a good steward over what God gave you. Just because God gave you a certain level of discernment doesn't mean you just you just don't use it. <laughs> like practice it and God will give you deeper levels of that gift. There are levels to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There was a time when I first received the Holy Spirit and I was getting crazy attacks in in the spirit world like like 
if I could tell y'all the stories that have, of things that have happened to me spiritually, you wouldn't even believe it. You would be like, you lying. Because it's so crazy. So when I talk to you about things that are going on in the spirit, I'm not saying it because somebody told me about it. I have literally battled with demonic spirits. I have literally seen manifestations of demons in people. I, I God has in, had me entrenched in intense spiritual warfare for almost a decade. I'm talking about things that I have lived and seen and experienced. So when I tell you that new age doctrines, all this stuff is witchcraft, I know it one because I'm African. <laughs> and if you African, you know exactly what I mean. We know what goes down. We know witchcraft when we see it. And two, because I have the Holy Spirit and I have had several experiences encountering demonic influence and encountering heavenly influences. Like some things you just won't really understand deeply until you experience them. And for those of you have, who have felt like, man, I'm being so spiritually attacked. I don't understand why I don't get it. God is building you up. God is building you up. He is training you. He is teaching you how to war in the spirit. He is giving you an opportunity to fast. He's giving you opportunities to really pray and to really tarry in prayer. The Bible says that long suffering is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Some of us are unwilling to suffer long to receive that fruit. God is, he's building you up. He's training you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it literally says, you know, the plans I have for you, like, therefore you're good. They're to prosper you and to give you hope and a future. I know it may not seem like God is working all things out together for your good, but the Bible says that God works all things together for good for those who love him and for those who are called according to his purpose. So if you're someone who loves God and you know you're called according to his purpose, everything that God is allowing to happen to you is going to work together for your good, even if it doesn't feel good. I have literally served broke. <laughs> I've, I've given money to churches and had my money stolen the next day. I've had my car broken into. I've had people, you know, do all types of things to me, child. I've literally battled demons in my sleep. I've battled demons awake. I've had visions from God. I receive prophecy from God all the time. I've had dreams from God. Like I've seen healing. I've literally witnessed God heal somebody in front of me. I've, I've just experienced so much about this stuff that I, I want you to receive it. And I'm praying and hoping that this message will be an impartation of the knowledge and the wisdom of God. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a, it's a miracle of God that we even have an opportunity to be brought into connection with him, that we get to see these things with our natural eye and with our spiritual eye. And, and so for those of you, I know there may be some people who are in different seasons. There may be some of you who are very, very new to Christianity and I'm hoping this inspires you to go deeper with God. And for the rest of us who have, who claim to have been walking with God for a long time, are you really walking with God or are you walking in the revelation of God? Because those are two different things. There are believers who, who claim they've been Christian since they were seven years old and you 30 something and you not 
in a place where if an atheist came up to you asking you questions, you could contend the word. That's where God wants us to be. God wants us to be in a place where the devil can come up to you. An atheist can come up to you. Somebody who practices witchcraft, idolatry can come up to you and start questioning your faith. And you can contend with them. You can stand 10 toes down. You can hold your square. Like, don't let nobody knock you off your square when it comes to God's word. That's the place in the positioning that I'm in. And that's the place in the positioning that God is, is calling all of us to be. There are levels to him and there are levels to this thing. And you shouldn't be allowing anybody or anything to knock you off your square when it comes to understanding and knowing God's word. So I'm hoping this, this message builds you up and it, it equips you like the Bible is there to equip us and to correct us and to lead and to guide us and to confirm things for us about our truth. We're in a time where your truth will be tested. Your faith and belief in God will be tested. Your love for God will be tested. Are we going to pass the test, man? God wants us to pass those tests. God desires for us to pass those tests. And it is my prayer for those of you listening, for you listening. I'm talking to you individually, you in your room or you in your car or you on your sofa, you in your bathroom, wherever you are right now listening to this message. This word is for you. This message is for you. God is for you. His plans are perfect and they're good. And you have access to them through his spirit, through his word. Speak the word of God over your life, man. Speak life over your life. Stop speaking death over your circumstance and your situation. Just because you're in a fight right now doesn't mean that God has not given you the victory. He has literally brought the fight to your front door so that you can see the victory that he has waiting for you. If you stick in that thing, if you stay in that thing long enough, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to stay in that fire until God said it was time to get out. For some of you, God wants you to learn in this season of your life. I need you to stay in the fire until it's time for you to get out. That fire is purifying you. That fire is burning off everything in your lineage that the enemy sent there to distract you and discourage you. That fire is burning things off of your mentality that will cause you to think and believe that you cannot access the things of God that God has for you. God has good things for you. God has life for you. And God is good. I pray this message encourages you, that it speaks life over you, that it speaks life back to you. Um, my prayer for, for all of us is to just really become the warriors of God that he's calling us to be. God is calling you to be a warrior and he's teaching you how to war. He's teaching you how, how to really battle in this thing. And so connect yourself, connect yourself to things that are good, connect yourself to God's word. Anything that you feel a check in your spirit about, question that thing, bring that thing to God, pray over that thing, fast from food over that thing. And I promise you, man, when you fast, like a real fast, you will see heaven open up. When I was fasting, I'm a little crazy. I would fast until God moved. I wouldn't eat. I would be like, God, either you going to show up or I'm going to die. And God would be like, girl, get up, go eat. Because <laughs> I was that serious. 
and, and for some of for some of you, it's going to require you being that serious. How serious are you about really seeing the hand of God show up for you in your life the way that you hear and see others talking about it? Like for some of you, it's, it's going to take that kind of tenacity. Like, God, I'm, I'm not going nowhere until you show up. Like Jacob, I won't let you go until you bless me. For some of us, that is the level that God is requiring of us. He wants you to learn how to contend for your faith. We are living in the times the Bible was speaking about. Kids are being shot up in schools. People are being shot up in grocery stores. And we think it's okay to play with God. It is not okay to play with God. It is not okay to play with God's word. If you are a believer of Jesus Christ, you should be connected to God's word. And so this message is an opportunity for you to connect to God's word. If you're seeking to go deeper with God, I encourage you to find a church through prayer. Pray that God leads you to a church community that will help you learn how to read the Bible better. Stay connected to this podcast ministry. If, if God has sent you here, amen. Okay. This message is for you. I love you. God bless you. Um, I speak life over you. I speak love over you. I speak favor over you. I speak blessings on you and upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Go forth and be the created being that God has called you to be. <laughs>